This podcast is brought to you by BMJ Best Practice. BMJ Best Practice offers evidence-based, continually updated and practical knowledge that will help you make better clinical decisions. Hello and welcome to this BMJ Best Practice podcast on COVID-19 and comorbidities. Kieran Walsh is my name. I'm Clinical Director at BMJ. BMJ Best Practice has recently launched a new tool to help healthcare professionals better manage patients with comorbidities, and it now covers COVID-19 and comorbidities. This is important as COVID seems to disproportionately affect people with comorbidities. To talk in detail about what all this means, I'm glad to say that we have on the line Dr. Andy Lewington, consultant renal physician and honorary clinical associate professor at St. James University Hospital in Leeds. And importantly, Andy is a member of our expert panel on comorbidities. So Andy, you're welcome. Let's start by asking you about what comorbidities are most problematic in patients with COVID-19. Thank you, Kieran, and thank you for the opportunity to to speak to you. We know with COVID-19 that certain groups of patients are at higher risk. There are a number of comorbidities that are associated with this, and these include diabetes mellitus, heart failure, hypertension, patients with chronic kidney disease. Okay, thank you. And is it the case that the more comorbidities that you have, the more likely you're to run into trouble with COVID-19, Andy? I think the evidence supports that the more of the comorbidities you have, the higher your risk is of getting uh, the complications, the severest form of um, SARS COVID-19. That's been borne out by a number of studies that have come through from China, uh, across Europe and in the UK now. And as the amount of literature increases, we're seeing a a greater understanding of which of these comorbidities are ranked more highly in terms of this risk. Okay, thank you. So let's take one specific comorbidity, chronic kidney disease. Um, What are the pitfalls of managing a patient with COVID and CKD and how can we avoid them? It's been recognized that the second most important complication of patients who get COVID-19 after the respiratory complications are uh, is problems with the kidneys, and that is acute kidney injury. So patients who have chronic kidney disease are a population that are themselves at a higher risk of getting acute kidney injury. Therefore, patients with chronic kidney disease that get COVID-19 will have a higher risk of developing kidney problems during the uh, acute illness. This is related to a number of different factors. Okay, and can you tell us what uh, factors it's related to? Patients who have uh, the uh, severe form of COVID-19 will usually have a high temperature. They'll be hyperventilating. And in that case, the patient may actually develop hypovolemia. So they may actually develop lower blood pressure. And when this happens, they run the risk of decreasing the amount of perfusion to the kidneys. The other thing that's happened with this group of patients that was recognized fairly early on is that when the patients were coming in, people were using diuretics to try and dry the patient out. And this overenthusiastic diuresis was in some cases probably exacerbating the patient's acute kidney injury. Okay. Thank you. And are there any other ways we can avoid um, 
patients who have chronic kidney disease and who, who develop COVID running into severe problems? Well, I think it's the same principles as that any patient who becomes acutely ill uh, with an infection. It's very important to make sure that they are not allowed to get dehydrated, to make sure that they have sufficient fluids whilst they're acutely ill. I think in these patients, it's also very important to look at the other medications that the patient is on during this acute illness. You would certainly want to avoid giving them non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. And if the patient was de developing a lower blood pressure, then you would want to consider holding some of the antihypertensive medications they may already be on or diuretics, as a number of our patients who have chronic kidney disease also have other comorbidities such as hypertension and cardiac failure. Okay, thank you. Um, let's look at managing a, patient's a patient with severe COVID and hypertension. Sa same question, what are the pitfalls and how can we avoid them? Well, I think again, it's the, the getting the balance right for this individual who's got a, a very aggressive um, inflammatory reaction going on as a risk of developing a, a lower blood pressure. If these patients are already on antihypertensive medications, then you need to review whether these still need to be continued or not. So I think that takes great vigilance on the part of the team looking after the patient. And they'll have to make sure as to whether the patient needs to be still on whichever antihypertensive medications they're on. I think the important thing to also remember is that afterwards, when a patient recovers from COVID-19, that there'll need to be a reintroduction of these antihypertensive medications at the appropriate time. Okay, thank you. Let's move on to this problem of combinations of diseases. Imagine a patient with COVID and CKD and diabetes. Um, what um, are, are, are the problems that such patients may, may run into? Well, diabetes is a common cause of chronic kidney disease. So a number of our patients will have both conditions. And if they develop COVID-19, then we're faced with a, a similar prospect of trying to make sure we can avoid kidney injury occurring in these patients. There's the added issues in these patients that now we can give dexamethasone to treat patients once they require oxygen. And therefore, we need to be aware that dexamethasone itself can impair glucose metabolism and the COVID-19 can increase insulin resistance. So in our patients, we need to make sure we're monitoring the diabetes very carefully. Okay, thank you. And I guess not especially in this group of, of, of patients, but generally in patients with severe COVID, there's been concerns about clotting and, and therefore advice sometimes about heparin and anticoagulation, etc. Tell us about heparin and particularly new forms of heparin and, and chronic kidney disease. Yes, yeah, so certainly there's, there's problems with um, increased um, coagulopathy and there's also been some evidence that in, patients, in some patients that they've developed acute kidney injury secondary to microemboli. So there is now uh, evidence that we should be anticoagulating our patients. Now, we'd prefer to use the low molecular weight heparins, but we need to be aware that these are removed by the kidneys. So in patients with chronic kidney disease or who are developing 
uh, reduced kidney function secondary to acute kidney injury, then we need to be careful with the dosing as the medication can start to accumulate. Okay, thank you. Um, so let's up the ante again and look at an even more complicated patient. Imagine a patient with COVID and chronic kidney disease and diabetes and heart failure. What particular issues would you be concerned about there? Well, these patients will be on a number of medications and we need to be very careful uh, with patients when they're acutely ill that we're monitoring their kidney function carefully because if they're developing acute kidney injury, their ability to remove some of these drugs will be impaired. So, for example, if they're on antihypertensives, we may need to suspend these for a period of time so they don't exacerbate the, the hypotension associated with the sepsis. Many of these patients will also be on ACE inhibitors. And there's been some evidence that ACE inhibitors increase the levels of ACE2. Uh, and this itself um, has been thought to allow uh, the COVID-19 virus to enter cells. However, currently there's no evidence that you should stop the ACE inhibitors purely for this reason. I think it's also important to recognize that um, when patients recover from COVID-19, if we've been adjusting their medications, during this period of time, then we'll need to think about restarting them. One of the more recent issues is the use of dexamethasone, which we now give to patients when they require oxygen. Now, of course, if a patient has diabetes, uh, the dexamethasone can further disrupt the control of their blood glucose. So you need to monitor this carefully. COVID-19 itself has been shown to increase insulin resistance, and therefore you need to monitor patients carefully during this period of time. Some patients who actually may not have diabetes can develop impaired glucose metabolism, and therefore you should monitor these patients following the episode of COVID-19, as a number of them may actually go on to develop diabetes in future life. Okay, thank you. And also, I guess, there's the issue of, of metformin in people who become severely unwell who have um, chronic kidney disease or to develop uh, kidney problems. To tell us about that. Yes, you're absolutely correct. So metformin is exclusively removed by the kidneys. So if a patient uh, has uh, chronic kidney disease and then develops worsening kidney function, then you're at risk of that patient not removing the metformin and they're at risk of uh, developing a lactic acidosis related to the metformin itself. So metformin would be one of those drugs that you would watch very carefully and probably stop at a fairly early stage uh, during the course of the illness. Okay, thank you. And and last comment on the ACE inhibitors. Is, is what you said about the ACE inhibitors also broadly correct of ARBs, I, I wonder? Yes, I think that's uh, the same to be said for ARBs. So there's no evidence to stop ARBs in these patients either. Okay, thank you. Great. Um, what have we missed, Andy? What else should we talk about uh, this subject, I wonder? I wanted to talk about patients developing acute kidney injury in a bit more detail, as the risk factors for developing acute kidney injury are very similar to the risk factors for, for patients um, who develop COVID-19. Patients with many comorbidities, such as heart failure, chronic kidney disease, older age, male sex, diabetes. So I wanted to just consider the impact that we've seen on patients who've had COVID-19 in terms of acute kidney injury.
The overall instance is about 10%. About 8.8% of these patients will require dialysis therapy. 20 to 40% of patients submitted to the intensive care unit will also develop acute kidney injury. And once they develop acute kidney injury, they have a increased mortality of around 56%. Okay, so that's um, that, that's uh, really quite uh, significant in, in increase, uh, um, it sounds like. Yes, it is. Um, and there's been a lot of more information coming out around uh, the kidneys and what happens with COVID-19. It's been demonstrated that about 40% of patients develop blood and protein in their urine. Now, not all of those patients develop acute kidney injury, but there is therefore much interest in how the COVID-19 is affecting uh, the kidneys at the molecular level. In terms of the cause of acute kidney injury, it's multifactorial with a number of factors coming together to cause uh, injury to the kidney. And they may be the use of inappropriate use of nephrotoxins. In some of the cadaveric specimens um, that have been taken, where people have looked at the kidneys, there has been evidence of some direct invasion of the virus itself. There's the increased uh, coagulation that occurs with thrombotic microangiopathy. A number of patients develop rhabdomyolysis. 7 to 20% of those patients uh, it has been uh, documented to occur. There's also thought to be a, perhaps a cytokine storm, which may have a direct effect on the tubules themselves. And all this put together with a lower blood pressure and a hypovolemic state are factors that lead to this acute kidney injury. Okay, thank you very much, Andy. And thanks to you all for listening. We hope that this has been helpful and we hope you'll be able to put what you've learned into action to better diagnose and manage affected patients. If you want to find out more, click the link in the podcast and to sign into BMJ Best Practice and look at COVID-19 and look at the treatment algorithm and add chronic kidney disease to the modal and you'll find out how to manage patients with COVID-19 and chronic kidney disease. Thank you once again.